friends. Welcome to In the Moment with Helping His Hands Disaster Response. It's a podcast put together for you, the listener, to be able to not only hear about what we've got going on, but also to learn new ways that maybe you never thought of how to reach somebody for Jesus. I'm Scott Shipman, the director and founder and host for this episode, and we are glad that you've tuned in. Right now, we are recording on location in the big state of Kentucky, and we're working, and I have a friend of mine with us in the studio today. Doug is with us, and he's going to share in a moment who he is and where he's from and what he does and, and all that kind of good stuff. And so, again, we are glad that uh, you've tuned in. We hope that wherever you're at, we hope the sun is shining, and we hope it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. Doug, welcome. We are glad you're with us. Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so uh, my name is Doug Pogue. I'm with Brownstown Christian Church in Brownstown, Indiana. Uh, little little uh, community of about 3,700 people uh, in Jackson County. Uh, our closest uh, community is Seymour, home of uh, John Mellencamp. All right, there you go. Okay. Little, little pink houses Katie, for you and me. Yeah, that's right. Katie, <laughs> Katie Stam, who was uh, former Miss America. And, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. She was from there. There I was in that town, didn't know all the royalty. There. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and actually then it was found out from you the other day that you were in our fair county yes. last week. Yes, and didn't and have any surprise. idea in the world that there we were. That's right. Surprise. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'll tell you real quick, because so, you brought this up. So yeah, see, I did. It's my so, fault. So I'm getting ready. I'm packing to go, go, go up there, and my wife, she'll kill me. Trina will kill me for saying this. She says, she says, now where are you preaching at? And I said, surprise, Christian church. She says, no, really. Where are you? Where are you? I said, that's the name of the church. And she looked at me. She says, are you serious? I said, it is. I said, I don't know. I said, but I want to find out. And then I found out, and I loved it. It's, it's that what they called that community. Yeah. He said they, they said there was a little store and a little everything mm-hmm. there and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, yeah. All, all of those communities in that little area was all farm Family based, uh, okay, and so you've got, I mean, little communities all over That's the place. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. I love yeah. those little areas. I just so. do, and, and good people. Good so we've people. got a group of fifteen people, fourteen people, excuse me, uh, here from the Brownstown well, Christian it may, Church. It may, it may feel like fifteen because Josh well, is with you. Well, saying. that's true. Yeah. Josh, yeah. <laughs> Josh, our youth minister, and um, I have a special ringtone for Josh. I didn't bring my phone, but it, it's it's the wackiest one that you can find oh. because that's just his, oh. him and his personality. He is. So, he, you know. He's a hoot. I love him. Yeah, I've known nice. him and his family. Well, in fact, his grandfather is a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for, oh my goodness, for ages. And, and I'll tell you funny, <laughs> no, I've been not. I'm not going to say on Remember, the, she said we only had that, 16 that, No, that's right. But anyway, so just... <laughs> He went on his first mission trip with us in Joplin. In Joplin. After yes. the tornado. After the tornado in 2011. Wow. And everything. And if I remember right, correct me here, you were you were living in Joplin, right? You were working at the college? Or, no, I, no, I, not that I, time. I worked at a, as a part-time position with a music group that okay. took place in the summer of Highest Grace. Okay, okay. And you were there. And that... we, came in, uh, we came in about five days Prior to the beginning of our rehearsal week, okay. to be able to help okay. with tornado response. Wow, wow. So I'm, so I'm going to put you on the spot just for a minute. So mm-hmm. if you think back to to the end compared to what you've seen, I know I know we're we're, we're quite a few quite a few weeks into mm-hmm. you know the difference of, of of here and there. Does is there a lot of similarities from what or or did it bring? Maybe I should say it this way. 
from what you saw here, did it bring back memories of what you what you seen then? Uh, y yes and no. In, in one way, it's very similar. Uh, you took us out to the land between the lakes <laughs> yesterday, and uh, we got to see that area, and it was just pretty much wiped clean. Now, yeah. I'm sure that teams have been in and done a lot of cleaning yeah. and such, yeah. uh, and I'm sure that that looked a whole lot different. When we drove into Joplin, uh, you could begin at about uh, 32nd Street and going all the way up to 21st mm -hmm. Street, there was just a wide swath, yeah. a path that had been cut through yeah. there by the tornado, and it was just total devastation. Yeah. It, it, it it reminded me of what it would look like if you were in a war zone. Yeah. I remember one of the locals telling me, uh, it was in that first week, because we, we, were, we were on the ground the day after, and um, one of the locals we were talking to he says this this he says see this this storm this this storm has literally split our community in half. Oh yeah. Just because of the path that went through there. Yeah, it crazy. created a north yeah. chop and then yeah. a south chop. And and what was really wild was we we met a, a, a lady, uh, a mother, uh, who had two let's see, had two adult children and still had one in high school living with her, and their house had been collapsed and him. Her and her son was trapped under a wall. Hmm. Now, now there were 13 cell towers that were destroyed in Joplin. So cell, cell, cell signals or calls were being dropped left and right. And she had gotten through to her son who lived on the other side and said, we need you to come get us. The, the house is on. We can't get out. And he had no idea what had happened. And he thought his mother was was joking. And she, she told me, she says, I said, son. If you don't come, we will die. And it took him, I think she said, like two or three hours, which would have been maybe five minutes, five, ten minutes, and it took that long to get to where they were. Just well, crazy. I, don't, I don't know if you remember this, but the fact that Joplin High School was having their graduation. Back, well, or is it graduation it, or was it baccalaureate? It was, well, it could be. I don't remember. Maybe there was one. more than one going yeah. on that night. Well, I there, think, maybe. But they had moved their uh, service to the cam uh, campus of Missouri Southern. Which is oh, several blocks north. That is right. And it yes. destroyed the high school, yes. Joplin High School. It and did. had they been there, oh, there would the numbers would have been much, it, much yeah, more. For sure. For sure. So. We did we we have a picture, uh, I don't know if it's still on our website or not, but we had a picture that was taken and and it was a college student who took it and, and used um, a black and white filter on it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, from where that high school was, um, we, we were up in my mind, we were up above because because that that back hill kind of went up, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so she took this picture, standing on the foundation, this porch foundation of this home. Everything was gone, and and that high school, what was left of it was down. I mean, it was just a. Yeah. Even though it's a picture now, I was stood there watching them take that picture, and every time I see it, I I can I can still see just that. It was just crazy because it was so still. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it looked like it just went on forever. It was just crazy. So, crazy. so if you compare the two, uh, this is a much less populated area. Mm -hmm. and But the devastation that you see here is is just as equal in the area yeah. that has more density yeah. to its population base. Yeah. You know, one of the things, that one of the, probably one of the, the most asked questions I get is, what's the worst disaster you've, you've ever been in? And I've always said, I've always said the one I'm in at the moment, mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. 
regardless of 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 how powerful, you know, if one person lost a home in an EF one and one lost it in an EF five, then they're still lost, you know, kind of thing and stuff. And and uh, you know, someone asked me a while back, said, "Does it ever get easier?" You know, and I said, "No, not really. I mean, there's always, you know, every every disaster I go to, there's this moment when you first pull in and you look." I get this lump in my throat, and at that yeah. moment, it's like, "Hey, God, yeah. I need your strength because I can't, I can't break down. Because that happens, I will be no good." Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, let that happen later. But right now, we, we have you know things to do. So yeah. I know, I know, we can go on and on about like all <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And for those who are listening, we were having a hoot before we ever started this podcast. But Mariah, she's keeping us on track, kind of. But so. <laughs> Tell us, Doug. So, um, any any verses of scripture, anything you've been reading lately that just maybe something jumps out that you might want the listeners to to hear tonight, well, or today. Or... You know, one of the things that, uh, as my position in the church, I have a uh, a group of people that I lead in a Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our elders, uh, Bill, and I share, and we've been doing a study in First uh, John, mm-hmm. and First uh, John talks about. Uh, uh, and throughout the book, he talks about the various things that they're supposed to do to stay away from the false teaching. Mm. And I love the way that he tight he entitles that. He'll start out and he'll call them in one paragraph, dear children. Mm. Next paragraph, it's beloved. Mm. Next paragraph, it's dear friends. Yeah. Or some other term of endearment. Yeah. And I just think, you know, that that John would use that in the in the means of being able to instruct his listeners or his yeah. readers yeah. of of what he what he wants them to to do in light of God's yeah. plan for them, yeah. uh, it just makes me think that you know those those things are the very words of God that He would like yeah. to see us yeah. make sure that He does. And the terminology that He calls us when He when yeah. He shares those words are equally as endearing yeah. as what they are for those people back for in that sure. Day. Yeah. Do you do you do you wonder? Because you, you're, you, you, as you were talking, the thought in my mind was, here John, you know, you know the one that Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say all the time. I hope there's a Q and A in heaven. I got questions. Yeah, you know, I mean, my hand will be up. But I just, I would love to know. Um, I mean, oh, I think able, I think to I be know able to why. give that statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? To to, to say that, <laughs> and and then like you're saying, is then you catch how he addresses. I, I think I think John was probably the greenhorn of the entire group, and mm-hmm. and you know the the one that you know somebody would tell a joke and John would go oh, really, and, you know and he, I don't, you know pull the pull Could the, the, the fish know. Joke. yeah you, you never know, know. so never Jesus know. If, if, if you know when he said he loved him it's an agape love but uh, it's probably felt a little pity for him too yeah. because the others may have taken advantage of him but Are you, well you never know <laughs> I had never thought about that that way. Well, I hope we got you. He was the one that Jesus loved because the other guys would just dump on him. So. Oh my goodness, I love it, I love it. Well, going back to what you're in the First John thing, I love that because there is, well, in all of them, in all his letters, there, there's just so much good. Yeah. And 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 the one thing, and this is just this is just the way my brain works, I guess. But it's amazing how small those letters are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I always have I always have uh, when I read when I read you know uh, the Bible especially you know the letters of the New Testament that I wonder sometimes would there have been more you know what I mean would you know because there's been 
you know, and, and John's always, and, and because of John, like I said, being so small, the thoughts always are alive. I wonder, I wonder if he'd have had time, would he have done another one? You know, of course, we know it's all God inspired right. at the same time. You know what I mean? Because it's just, and it's like in the, in the book of Psalms. There's there's verses in Psalms that, oh my goodness, I'll read one and I think, oh, I would love, I would love to know when they were writing this, did they, did they stop for a minute and step back? And ponder what the Holy Spirit had just used through them to write. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, and and it's just, and I get that a lot of times. I think in the news and the letters, it's just there's so much, so much in there. And and I, let me ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Got mm-hmm. here, Doug. So so um, any any certain way when you're just reading the Bible for fun, any certain way do you do you do you always read the Bible? The same way, I mean, old and new, or do you do new and old, or do you do different things? Or um, I, I started a couple of years ago. I, you know, I, I used to do the the old to new, uh, just cr- you know, just straight through. And then uh, a couple of years ago, you know, that sometimes you get these little Bible reading exercises that will help you in yeah. the process. And and I ran across this. I, I'm a checklist type of guy. Okay. okay? And and it, it it does it's not that I want to complete my tabulation of what I've read. Yeah. I just want to be accountable that I've read the word yes. for a period yeah. of time. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I'll go through and uh, like I just finished my personal study in First Corinthians, and I had in the Old Testament before Corinthians had gone through uh, Deuteronomy. Oh. Okay. So you know so I was. Now I'm I'm getting ready to r- run in through the Judges and Old yeah. Testament, yeah. and I'll then swing back in the New Testament. Yeah. You know that way it kind of keeps it kind of fresh. Yes, yes. And, and you don't get stuck in one aspect of yeah. of the type of language. For example, I mean Psalms, 151 of them, and uh, it's like you know if you try to divide that up by two days, that's 70 days. Uh, and reading Psalms continuing like that is a little tedious. Yeah. And I like to have uh, a little bit of fiction, or not fiction, a little narrative yeah, that goes yeah, on. I want to yeah, hear a story, yeah. so I may go to an Old Testament. Yeah, and so yeah. I've started even recent, recently just using Psalms as the add-on mm. to my study. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, that's I'll read cool. a little bit of uh, Corinthians, and I'll say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back and read a Psalm today. Yeah. I'm going to oh, go I back and it. read uh, a proverb. Yeah, this type of thing. A friend of mine years ago, he was talking. He 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 had challenged a group of us. Um, he says, you know, keep doing what you're doing, reading. But he says, I want to challenge you to to read Proverbs every month. Mm-hmm. So if it's day one, read Proverbs one. one. Mm-hmm. And he says, in in twelve months, you will have, in a sense, read all those twelve times. He says, mm-hmm. do you suppose you'll be a little wiser? And that was the challenge, you know. Yeah. And so it did that and everything. And that and it was. I mean, it was. Because after a while, you know, you'd, you'd start catch, oh, you know. But a few years ago, I caught myself. I was reading. I love the NIV translation. I love King James, but I love the NIV translation. And so this has probably been, I mean, it's probably been, I don't know, five, five six years ago, maybe, something like that. Uh, I was just reading. And as I was reading, there was a verse coming up that I knew. And as I was reading, I just kind of just went right through it. I stopped and I thought, now, why did I do that? Mm. And I thought this is not good because I believe you can get new things all the time out, yeah. out, of, out of God's word. Yeah. 
And and so I, I caught myself in that. And I sat back and I thought, okay, i I got to do something different. And so I went into my office and I grabbed another Bible, different translation, put the NIV back up. And so since then, when I read all the way through it, I keep changing translations. Oh. So that way it doesn't matter. Oh, Philippians 4, 13 is going, no, no, I don't know. Yeah. Because different translation. But you're going to laugh when I say this. So I've tried to do different things. So one time I was reading through it, I would read Matthew and I would read Genesis, you know, and, 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 I, and I kept going like that. The next time I did it, I started Revelation, read all of Revelation, and then I backed it up and then, the, and then did the same thing in the Old Testament. And so I, I, I just I read backwards oh. the books, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You know, I didn't yeah. read the word back, but, you know, right. uh-huh. but I went that way and did it. And I've, and I've tried to just do different things to see to see if I would catch something maybe. But 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 here's the thing. I'm, I'm, let me ask you this. Do you find yourself, and I know this happened to me, do you, do you find yourself lacking, let's see, how can I say this, lacking reading time for enjoyment versus I got to read this because I got a sermon to do. I got a Bible study to do. Somebody asked me to do a devotion. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Do you do you set aside time yeah, yeah. where you can just read and enjoy it? And, and yes, I do. And and actually, probably about three years ago, I started this. Maybe even four. Um, I used to get up in the morning and run. I, I know this body doesn't look like a run. body, but to the bathroom. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I get up. I, I used to get up early just to go exercise. Yeah. And um, I kept waking up, and I thought, there's got to be time. There's got to be something out there yeah. I can do with time. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? The first 45 minutes or so of my day has got to be set aside uh, for God. And so yeah. I get up first thing in the morning. I Preset my coffee pot because yeah. you know the Bible and coffee yeah, go together. It does. And Hebrews. Um, yeah, Hebrews. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, so I, I will sit down and I'll go through two or three uh, chapters of whatever book I'm reading, and then I'll go do my Psalms, and then I've got another book that Mark Rohr uh, Moore uh, from Ozark Christian College mm-hmm. wrote, uh, Core 52, and I'll mm-hmm. read that. If I've got time, I'll read a chapter out of that. Cool. You know, all of my reading that I do for classes is typically done. I do that in the afternoons oh, or the evenings at yeah. work, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I was, cause, and, 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 and I do what I call my, my enjoy, enjoying reading, I guess, or I don't want to call it a hobby, but you know what I mean, in the morning, just because mm-hmm. just to start the day, yeah. you know, praying and yeah. thinking about the day and reading some. And and I'm not saying I haven't jotted down something that grabbed me, but but the morning for me is just is just basically it's almost like you know sitting down and, and eating eating a, a meal. You know, I'm just I'm enjoying the word. You know, and, uh, and it amazes me that the days that something happens and I don't and I don't get that. I could have twenty things to do and get them all done. I still don't, I don't feel like the day was right. completed because yeah. I didn't start in the word. Yeah. But but it's interesting the amount of reading that you do that still will transfer or translate into what you're preparing yeah. for in other places. For yeah. example, uh, I said I was I was reading Corinthians and and uh, so I'm getting ready to teach 
uh, a series on the spiritual gifts in oh, church. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go through and study that. I've been working on the booklet and getting it ready to get slides and stuff for class. So, you know, I was reading in there uh, in the, the 14th chapter, and Paul's talking about all these different gifts and, and says, you know, if you've got this gift, do it, do it with clarity. Mm. If you've got this gift, yeah. do it, you know, with motivation. Yeah. And, uh, and I read that, and one of, the, one of the side authors that I was reading, or maybe it was the footnotes of the Bible, said, uh, you know, in the early church, they had just come out of uh, Judaism worship, mm. you know, which mm-hmm. was very temple-based, yeah. very, yeah. very priestly-led, yeah. or, uh, uh, and, and so there was, I, I, I don't know what that participation looked like at mm. that point in time, but... Uh, imagine in the early church, you're starting all over, yeah. and all you got is what you found out that we now have in Acts two forty two. Yeah, they gathered together yeah. for uh, breaking of bread, for fellowship, the apostle teaching, and prayer. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's uh, come together today in the, in this house, and um, uh, who's got a who's got a song? You know, and, and somebody might break out with the doxology. Which it wasn't around then, but no. somebody still might break out with that. That's right. Um, and then, so uh, who has a, a word from the Old Testament law today? And somebody might quote something from uh, yeah. one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Well, who has a word? You know, you, you were starting from scratch yeah. with Christian worship. Yeah. And it was, it, it it was such a thing that I that when you look at the spiritual gifts that were given to the early believers, mm-hmm. and I believe to us, yeah. they were so much dedicated for the establishment and the growth of that early church because you had people who were teachers. You had people who were prophets. You had people who had the ability to speak in different language. You had people that had the ability to interpret that language because they understood that language Mm -hmm. and and so on and so forth. So all of those gifts, uh, the uh, 20, 28, 27, 28, something through their um, all of those were used yeah. for the building up of the body yeah. at that point in time. So, you know, that that just translated into, okay, here's something I'm getting ready for. Yeah. And so that's going to be part of my opening statement yeah. as far as the teaching. Goes. That's good. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It is. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Well, as always, it seems like time becomes our enemies. And so as we get ready to wrap things up, I have a question for you, Doug, okay. that I ask all of our, all of our guests, and that is um, – because the one thing that we hope for those who are listening to us is, is is that they catch some ideas or some things that they've never thought before on how to reach that neighbor or to reach that coworker or reach that family member. And and you've been around us this, this this you know this week you know that we're we're always challenging um, our our groups to to be Jesus to someone for the day. You know, be be Jesus to someone today mm-hmm. kind of thing. Can can you think of of a, of a time? Uh, where maybe um, God put you in the right place to be able to meet meet a need in someone's life, and in the process of all that, you you were basically able to share Jesus. You you were Jesus to that person. That well, um, one of the things you and I talked about earlier was uh, I, I was able to go into Haiti mm. uh, just a few days after the earthquake yes. eleven years ago, and uh, I was there for uh, three weeks with three different medical teams. Uh, I used to be an emergency medical technician, so mm. my skills just in assessment and just basic treatment and trauma and yeah. stuff was was able to be used in that sense. Uh, we had a group of people who 
had been uh, be, had be, had become uh, because of a compressed spine fracture had become paraplegics, mm. and so they were kept on these thin little uh, mats over in one of the areas of the clinic. And because of the very hard surface, they developed bed sores mm. very quickly. And um, and so finally, the Navy came in, the U.S. Navy came in and gave us assistance, as did the U.N., as did uh, Doctors Without Borders mm. and others. And I got to focus on a couple of these guys that were there. And during that time that I, I talked, this one... I really began to just speak to him about mm. where he was in his relationship to the Lord. Because yeah. if you're in Haiti, yeah. um, medical care is, there's not much there, mm. okay? So uh, these people were going to be carted off to sent to some special facility, mm. but the likelihood of them being able to uh, live through this was going to be very, very uh, mm. negligible. So I, I just started talking with yeah. him. And... Uh, uh, found out a little bit about his family, found about that, that he had children. Uh, he had jumped off of this, the roof of a building oh, wow. when it was tumbling down oh, and wow. um, compressed fracture of the spine. And so he lost, you know, it just pierced his uh, wow. spinal cord. So he lost all ability from the, uh, from basically his chest down. Wow. So, but the, at the very end of it, and this was kind of interesting. Uh, I, I said, I asked him, I said, are you ready to give your life to Jesus? He mm. said, yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, and about that time that he said, yeah, you know, I said, okay, let's let's take him down to the ocean. Because he was on, uh, the, the Navy had given us all these uh, litters to, mm -hmm. uh, to carry people with. Yeah. And so I said, let's get him down to the ocean. Let's baptize him. Yeah. And about that time, the uh, the people from the, the, the agency that was taking them to the group home or a group setting that they were going to go to said, no, you come on, we got to go now. Mm. And, uh, you know, in my heart, I was really conflicted because I wanted to see this guy yeah. walk through that entire yeah. thing. But I had to yeah. trust as the Lord to be yeah. able to take care yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it that's one of those things where you see people like what we're seeing here in Kentucky and other yeah. places and, it's not that you sit down and you have open conversations yeah. and say, if you died tonight, would you yeah. go to heaven? That's not what we want to do. So yeah. We want to go and say, we want to be Jesus to you yeah. by offering you a cup of cold water, yeah. by uh, you know doing a, a drywall yeah. and mudding and busting up concrete. Busting up concrete. <laughs> a lot of Ow, it. my back. Yeah. A so lot of it. Yeah. That, that's, that's how you be Jesus yeah. to people. It's it sure is. It sure is. And, and and I think you know we talked about this the other night. You know, I think sometimes we we and and be it be it we're human, be it what whatever you want to call it, be it our culture, we make it we make sharing the gospel too difficult now. Yeah. And I don't think Jesus wanted it that way. Mm -hmm. One of my one of my favorite um, videos, um, movies that was put out. Oh my goodness, probably back in. Well, I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to try to text there. It was. It was the NIV version of Matthew. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, that or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I, I always called him the smiling Jesus. I loved the guy who played Jesus in that. And my favorite part of the entire thing is at the very end, because you know they're reading Matthew word for word right. as they're portraying and acting this all out. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this movie, when they're doing the Great Commission. 
Jesus, they don't have him ascend. He's walking away from the disciples on the beach, and he turns around with that big smile, and he puts his arm up in the air, and he motions people to come with him. And then he turns around and walks a little farther, and then he turns around one more time, and he raises that hand and goes like this with that smile, and they freeze it. And it's just every time it just gets me because that's Jesus has invited us to come with him to do this. His experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, just like I mean, just like this week. I mean, you know, the conversations not only with the homeowners. But at the restaurant, with the with the team, every all of this is all a part all a part of this building up and and encouraging and challenging and and witnessing yeah. of what Jesus has done and is doing, you know. And I just love it. I just you know it excites me. Just a little, just a little conversation with um, um, well, I won't I won't mention names on here, but. You know what I'm talking about? Went with me today mm-hmm. to go get the, the, the jackhammer. Yeah. And what a what a oh my, great kid. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And and we talked about his family and, and just all of that and everything. And and I, I, it just it speaks volumes about him. Yeah. You know, and going through it by himself. Yeah. You know, and and just all that, you know, and just and the exciting thing is just just a little bit of I've gotten to talk with him. Now I I would love to know where he is in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're talking about what he's reading in the Bible and stuff and things, and it's just, oh my goodness. I just, you know, and and um, you know, wasn't raised in church. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and I think part of that, you know, and I, now now I'm gonna say this. Now, those who are listening, don't go to sleep yet. <laughs> Make sure you hear what I say here, because I want you to say I think I said something I didn't say. But you know, sometimes I think those who haven't been raised in church. Um, appreciate maybe a little more than those who have. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense or yeah. not. It just yeah. well, you look. We, at, we just take so much for granted. Yeah, you know, look, and look at the Apostle Paul. Oh my goodness! Oh in, yes. Oh in yeah. Comparison to the other yeah. twelve disciples. Yes, 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 for sure. You know, and so wow. just you know, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for your church, for your youth group. Just, mm-hmm. just you know what I mean. And, and we talked a little bit about his friend. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I don't want to mention names, but, you know, it's been, it, it's cool. I think they're kind of iron sharp and iron, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, and then Josh and I was talking a little bit yesterday about some of the, um, you know, the older guys on the trip yeah. and how they've been interacting. And and he and, and he's excited about that. And I said, oh, my goodness. I said, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the church next week when, when, when they come in the building to go to church and they see each other. What kind of conversations, you know, they'll have just, you yeah. know, because because they've got something, they've got something that they share that nobody else has, right. you know. Right. Well, how many times that most of us, if we're if we're a part of an organization, we don't know everybody, and so yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. uh, because when we started this trip, the one young man you're talking about. Yeah. There was a couple of our ladies that said, "Now, now, who is that boy?" <laughs> <laughs> and and as and you know, you mentioned elderly. And, you know, we've got uh, uh, a couple of uh, eighty-year-old, no, three eighty-year-old people, yeah. and then uh, a couple of people in their seventies 
and uh, then a couple of us in our 60s. And uh, I mean, we're not spring chickens, but you know, we're, we're doing what well, we can for the, you know, the cause of the kingdom. I love, I love groups like this. Yeah. And, I, and the reason is when I see groups like that, my mind always shifts to older men, teach younger yeah. men, yeah. older women, teach young. And I think, and I'm not trying to belittle or point fingers, but I think, I think, in our country, our churches have done a little disservice mm-hmm. because we don't have our older folks doing that with the younger folks. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it just seems like you know divorce is running rapid, and there are so many broken homes, and and you've got you've got young people looking for good role model, mm-hmm. good adult role, and they're not getting that, yeah. you know. And what a golden opportunity to be able to 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 challenge, encourage, equip. Love on, you know, in Jesus' name, the young people, you know, being an older person to, to do that, you know. And so it's been fun this week watching watching them interact. And yeah. I just, I just, yeah. I, you guys got something special. Well, let me turn this back on you uh, because uh, I, I think I can tell you that from my perspective with the, all the organizations that I've worked with uh, who have been in the helping business, mm-hmm. uh, crisis intervention and otherwise, uh, I have appreciated the, the emphasis that you have placed on your ministry with the disaster response. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times you can go in and it's we gotta we gotta knock this project out. We gotta get this done. We gotta put these people back in their homes, get them back on their feet. And and I love the fact that you emphasize take the time with the people yeah. to get to know them because yeah. they have hurting hearts as yes. well as hurting houses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. So thank I appreciate you that. that. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Because, you know, it's one of those things people say, they'll say, well, how's things going? And, I, and, and a lot of times my response is, well, I feel like we're spinning our wheels. Mm-hmm. But, boy, when they grab, they go, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And, and there are those times. But, you know, and I think that's some of the cool things. Because And you, and you hit the nail on the head. They've got broken homes, hurting homes. Mm-hmm. They got hurting homes. They, yeah. And they're still processing. Right. And and um, I don't know if it was you, Doug, I was talking to the other day. We were talking about. One of the cool things about the farther the farther away you, you get from the day of the of the actual disaster, the conversations become more intimate, more close, more powerful because we're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like oh, it's three weeks in, mm-hmm. we're gone. It's it's yeah. oh my goodness, you're gonna be here all summer. Yeah. You're gonna be here in the fall. You're good. You guys are still here. You know, mm-hmm. we went to, to into JoJo's and, and those of you who are listening, if you ever get if you're ever bitten. Kentucky, I'd encourage you to go to JoJo's uh, mm-hmm. restaurant. It's yeah. good food and just just good price. Everything, just great people. And uh, uh, we were in there a few weeks ago, and there was a, an older couple sitting at the table, and one of the guys from um, from the group. I'd walked in to help him move tables to get ready, and 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 he had ventured over to talk to this little couple for a little bit, and and, and I didn't think nothing of it. You know, we we got down, sat down, and everything. We ate and got our pictures and everything, and they'd already got up and left and everything, and, and um, we were getting ready to leave, and he walked up to me, and he said, he said, now, how long have you guys been here? And I said, since the day of the storm, and he goes, okay, that's what, that's what I thought, and and I thought that was kind of honest, and so then I said, why? He goes, well, that couple I was talking to, she asked what group was with, and before I could say, she saw, because he had his coat on, mm-hmm. and she says, I know that group. That's a good one. Yeah. And and he, I can't remember what it was he said back to her, but but her reply back was, they've been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and and I have no idea who they are. Yeah. We may have cleaned their yard. You know, I mean, I don't know, you know, but it's just, it's interesting, you know, um, word gets around and, yeah. and, but at the same time, it's, it's the whole deal. Well, it's no different than like the knuckle boom operators that we got to know over these last few weeks. I mean, there were some of them, I mean, we, we prayed with them and talked with them. There was one gentleman, he, oh my goodness, he lives, he lives in Louisiana. Now think about this, Doug, in Louisiana. He has not been home since so he last time he was at home was September. Oh my. He's been in a different disaster area all that time. And he was hoping to be wrapping this up two weeks ago to go home and they were still here. I just can't imagine. I mean he called he didn't he didn't get to go home on weekends. He's he's here, but but um just talking with some of them and getting those opportunities to to um speak into their lives yeah. and it's just like there was things down the road. We went and pushed to the road we didn't have to do that mm -hmm. but they asked hey could you help them because they can't go in the yard they had to you know and it was just really cool you know we would thank them they go no thank you mm -hmm. and it, you know and, and it's just again just showing them appreciation yeah. and and, yeah. and praying with them and talking with them yeah. you know um and it wasn't because we were wanting to get nothing you know i mean we wanted to love on them for jesus and 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 you know i think that kind of stuff speaks volumes Yes, I know. Time has become our enemy. Mariah is standing up, and it means it's time to go. So it will be cut short. Maybe we can do a part two down the road, Doug. Hey, that'd be fun. It yeah. would be kind of fun, wouldn't yeah. that be? Yeah. Well, those of you who are listening, thank you again mm -hmm. for tuning in. And uh, we just hope and pray that you have a great day. Uh, if you are on social media, please check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn and Telegram, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok. Check us out on those places if you would. If you'd like to know more information about what we do and how you can be involved, please go to our website, helpinghishands.com. And if you or your church or small group or youth group or Sunday school class or campus ministry would like to bring a group and volunteer with us in a disaster area, uh, just simply email Mariah at Mariah at helpinghishands.com. And that is M-A-R-I-A-H, Mariah at helpinghishands.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We just, again, hope and pray that wherever you're at, we hope you're having a great day. Well, this is all she wrote for this podcast time. Again, thank you for tuning in. And as always, go be Jesus to someone today. <laughs>